0: Go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, Man, for those who don't know, this is the new talk show in Beaumont, Texas. Into the deep What we do is we bring the word to the world so others can understand who they are while uncovering what they can do in their life. And in the end, fulfilling God's divine. purpose. We expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders throughout each individual who watches this show. I am Lecture DJ Wilson and I wanna invite you into the deep. Amen. Glory be to God. You think being meek is weak, huh? Try being meek for a week. Ain't that right, Shy? The second letter, but my name is the second matter Give me a second, I'll bring you from in to second Adam For the boy, I'm up in at but For the pain, boy, I'm up to bat it Patient for the win, will be slow with these fairly matters I'm so convinced that you won't find no bold in in those of them that's going in for holiness God goes with them, we about going harder Walk with me through these mothers and fathers definitely for the father, for the father, boy Don't get me started Good evening, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of Into the Deep. Amen. If you don't know what Into the Deep is, it's a new talk show in Beaumont, Texas, where we bring the word to the world so others can know who they are, thus thus defining their identity in Christ. Amen. And tonight we have a special addition to our episode, I Am So I am so excited about tonight. Tonight is our very own live author QA for all the questions you want to ask an author, all the questions that have been on your mind. If you're thinking about writing a book, if you if you want if you want to ask questions tonight, is the night to ask an author. Amen. So here we go. We're gonna go ahead and introduce two authors. Amen. One is a published author already published in 2020 2018 she, she published a book in 2018 and our next article is publishing her book this year. It'll be launched two to three weeks from now so be on the lookout. so we have none other than Stephanie Johnson and Gail Coward. Amen. All right. So tonight is special. You can ask your, you, you can ask your questions. And we're going to also dive into the scripture as well. But first off, we're going to ask a little question that I have. Okay. So the first question is either one of y'all can answer. Is What is the best time for you to write? What do you think?
1: The best time for me to write is between the hours of 9 and 10 o'clock at night. Mm. Well, I really don't have a certain time. It's just whenever God gives me a word, it's when I start to write stuff. Because I feel like at any given moment He will speak to me, and my prayer of communication that I have with him is from his mouth to my ears to my pen to my paper. Mm -hmm. So he will pour into something into me, and the minute it's poured into me, I'll get up and I'll start writing. So I'll go to bed with my journal, I'll wake up with my journal, walk through the house, I have one open on the table, I have one by the recliner, so I'm always prepared for whenever he gives me.
0: All right, next question. How long did it take you to write your book?
1: Well, I started writing mine March of this year mm-hmm. and I, it was completed by the October of this year Okay For me, it took me a decade, three months when like, I finally realized that I I have to do it, and God said it is. And he had to take me out of one city, bring me to another city, to get me to be still to write the book. It took me three months.
0: Uh, his, His question is, what is the most difficult part of writing the book?
1: My most difficult part was the names. Because some of the names that you did not want to put in your book because you were offended that some people would be offended. Or if they didn't know it was about them, they might say, Who gave you permission to write my name? I put my name in your book. So my harder part was the names that I put in the book and how should I, what name should I put. And also the harder part was me being still. Hmm. But' not to well I wouldn't say I had a hard part because I think with my prayers um during the time um when I was dealing with once my mom passed, mm-hmm. is when you know I started journaling again because it was like I needed that comfort um. And writing is healing for me. So once, once God gave me the knowledge to like, okay, sit down and just write what you're feeling. Put your words on paper to express what you're feeling. And that was a healing process for me. So when, when once I got that format laid out in front of me, mm-hmm. it came easily. So whenever I was going through something, I just started writing, well, Lord, I'm putting this in your hand. Give me help to deal with what I'm going through and not let me carry it with me because I know carrying it with me. I'm already an emotional person. I cry all the time, for good, the bad, or whatever. I just cry. So I had to, like, that was my cushion, my blanket, my support system for me, my writing.
0: All right final question then we're going to hop into the text but if you have any questions if you're on if you're streaming with us online you can put it in the comments and if you're with us you can just write it down and we'll get to that question so the final question is what important advice what important advice would you give a first time author be
1: patient with yourself because as you start to write, it, it doesn't matter what it, the title is about. It's what's in you. that you're, There's a healing process for you or something that's going to be beneficial to somebody else. So you just take your time and you just relax and just, just let it flow into whatever needs to be said to release that process and make it easier for you. Release yourself. Be free what i would say is just do it because it's not for you it's for someone else no matter if it's a religion book or a sports book or education because sometimes you say would anybody really read it we don't know that because when you write it's not for us it's for the person that's reading
0: amen so again, if you have any questions, you can drop it in the chat. We'll get to it. If you're in if you're with us live, you can raise your hand and we'll get to your question. So this evening for our text is going to be coming from Matthew 14. Now, this is of many people know what happened in this text. Many people are familiar with what happened, and it is where Peter walks on the water. That's what we call it. Peter walks on the water. But Jesus gave me the revelation of that this had to happen in order for Peter to do what he's called to do. So Matthew 14, starting with the 22nd verse. It reads, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone, and the boat was already in considerable dis- was already a considerable distance from land but by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, take me to the take tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they came into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. Amen? Amen. So as i said earlier many people know this scripture because of peter walking on the water right and because of this special segment about being an author many people are thinking about writing a book right they they know about writing a book they know many authors they see many people write books they see many famous people write books right and Oftentimes, either they, they get writer's block or they fear that someone's not going to read it or it's not going to be on the best seller's list, so they walk away, right? And in our text, what God wants us to understand is that we must have faith that he's given us this ability to write. So, now, I want to pull a scripture out for us to read real fast. It's, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Now, here's the thing I want everyone to understand, that this wasn't the first storm they were in. Like, before they was in the storm again, they, they, they was in fear because they thought they was about to die. But now here they are again in a storm. And now they're afraid again. And what what God revealed to me was that oftentimes when things trigger us, we either put faith in God, or we go to fear. And and when we go to fear, we, we forget who we are. We forget what we can do. We forget what we overcame in the past. And so they cried out. And Jesus heard them. He said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. So, in the midst of their storm, in the midst of their fear, they cried out to God. So, what what I want to encourage you tonight is whenever you're fearing, whenever you're triggered, whenever you're afraid of something, all you have to do is cry out to God and He will hear you and He will give you instructions. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. The instruction is to take courage. He gave the instructions. He identified who he was, and then he gave instructions again. And so, and when God gives us instructions, what do we oftentimes do? Some of us run. Some of us hide. But I, here's the thing about Peter. Peter didn't stay afraid. When Peter heard the instructions, he said, if it's truly you, give me another instruction. If it's truly you, tell me to come and be with you. So, so, what, so what did Jesus do? He said, come. Despite everyone that's around him that was in fear, he still responded to Jesus saying, if it's truly you, command me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. And instead of doing what some of us still do when God gives us an instruction, right, exactly what we asked for, Peter got out the boat and went to him. And then... Matthew continues on to write that Peter got out the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But then, when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. You see, he obeyed what Jesus told him to do, he did what Jesus commanded him to do, but then he got, then he saw the winds. Let me let me bring it to us to today. When, when he did what Jesus told him to do, he started to look at his surroundings. He started to look at his environment. And his surroundings and his environment didn't look like what it was supposed to look like. So what he did was he started to focus on what was wrong. You, you see, there's a common phrase that we normally say, God doesn't operate in chaos. But I want to let us know that's not true. God can operate in any situation, in anything we go through. It's just what we're focusing on. You see, when you focus on the chaos and not Christ, you start to sink. So here, Peter, right? He focused on the command that Jesus gave him. And then once he started to do what he commanded, he took his focus off of Christ and put it on the chaos. And then when he began to sink, he started to cry out, Lord, save me. And when I read this verse, it it really it really illuminated some things for me. Verse 31, it said immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. It said immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. So when I read that, it said immediately. That means when he started to sink and right when he cried out. Jesus caught him. So um, so I pitched it and like, okay, so so what what, what happened was that Peter was right there in arm's length of Jesus and he still lost his focus on Christ. He still, he was in, he was face to face with Jesus and he still took his focus off of Jesus and put it on what was around him. Oftentimes, we are so close to what God wants for us. We are so close to completing what God commanded us to do, and we lose focus on what we're supposed to do. And we focus on our environment. We focus on what we're doing. We focus on the chaos. We focus on the bank account, we focus on the deadline, we focus on everything that is against us. And and in verse 31 it goes on to say, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And, and, And I started to think about this. Every time I see something red and there's a question, I say, okay, God is asking me this question. Why did I doubt when I, was, when I seen exactly what God was offering me? When I seen it, why did I doubt? Why did I shift my focus onto the chaos? Why did I shift my focus away from God? Why am I doubting when God is right there with me? And so I answered this question. I'm going, I'm going to tell you what I told God. Why did I doubt? So often times, when I shift my focus off of Christ, it's because I think, okay, God, now I got it. Now I can do it. Now, you see, God got me to this point. Now I can do it. Now I can go on by myself. It's not that I doubted God, it's that I put I put the power onto myself. I said now I can walk without Christ. Now I can do it. Now now that I got promotion on the job, now I don't need Christ anymore on the job. Now that I got the house, I don't need Christ anymore. Now that I'm now that I'm saved, I don't need Christ anymore. Now that the book is written, I don't need Christ anymore. Now that I have the vision, I don't need Christ anymore. Now that I have the instruction, I don't need Christ anymore. But what God wants us to know, once he gives you the vision, once he gives you the command, once, once you're there face to face with him, that doesn't mean let up on Christ. That doesn't mean shift your focus. That means you need him even the more. Because here in verse 32, It says and when they climbed into the boat the wind died down. You see he was sinking when he shifted his focus but when Jesus reached out and caught him they began walking on the water again. And when he was Sure, in his position with Christ, the the winds died down, and those who were with those who were in the boat worshipped him. You see, because of because of Peter asking God to command him to come onto the water. Because of, even though, even because of his shifting of his focus, even though he started to sink, and even when Jesus lifted him up out of the water and brought him to the boat, it was still evidence for the people that was with him to see who Jesus truly was. You see, Peter walking on water, Peter having the faith to walk on water, wasn't just for him. You see, everyone that was around Peter in the boat, the disciples that was with Peter in the boat, doubted who Jesus truly was because if you go back to verse 26, it says they were terrified. And they said it was a ghost. Now, if you go to verse 32, it says they worship him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. You see, because because of Peter's faith and because of Peter's faith to command to ask God, to command him to walk on the water, the disciples seen who Jesus through the word. So, your response to God's instructions isn't just for you. The vision that God gives you isn't just for you. The book that God put in your heart to write isn't just for you. The song God put in your heart to write isn't just for you. The idea of a podcast, of a TV show, of a movie isn't just for you. It's so others can recognize and know that God is God. And and here's the thing, that God Goes by many names. He goes by healer, deliverer, way maker, redeemer, deliverer, the light, the way, the truth. It's God. God instructed you. Not so you can hold it and feel like you're worthy of something, but God instructed you because he put it in you to create it for someone. So Sister Gail, Sister Stephanie, do you have anything to add? Yes, I do. Um, I feel that
1: we shouldn't let fear Figure take us message. off. I feel that we shouldn't <laughs> let fear take us off track for what God has for us. It's like whenever a baby starts to walk, he crawls first. Mm-hmm. So then we have those baby steps. You know, because we're going to scoop, scoop, scoop. So he's going to give us little nuggets he's going to put in front of us. And with those nuggets, when you start forming them together, it's going to paint a picture of the direction that he's going to take us. And it's up to us to embrace that and be obedient to what he's saying to us. Because we never know who... We're going to help in, in, with the tools that he's pouring into us. It's a lot of people who are lost and hurting, and they really don't know who to turn to. Mm-hmm. But where well, we are, because God has yeah. networked us in this together, mm-hmm. we are able to send out everything that he's pouring into us. They can feel it. They can embrace it, and they can grow in love on it. And it's it's like a comfort place for them because, you know, they're having peace. Just from this podcast, people are being fed and people are being embraced and enlightened on what God's purpose is for us. Because when he gave you the formula and you laid it out and God gave you the the blueprint, Mm -hmm. and from that blueprint, it has elevated, it has grown to where it's being spread out. So everybody's getting a piece of it, and everybody's growing from it, and they're walking and talking. This is what I'm getting from what in the Deep has brought into my life through God, through me believing in what God has for me. as I take my journey and my step for Jesus, he's holding my hand. Like that poem says, the footprint in the sand. When we couldn't do another step, God lifted us up and he carried us. So our load was light and the burden was taken away because we surrendered it to him. So with each step we take, keep your head up, my brothers and sisters, because he has you. And he will take you where you need to be. But first, you got to put your trust in him. And not what man say, but what does say the Lord. And then you'll be where you need to be in your place of peace. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, this is This is what I got from it. I was putting on it and in, I was looking over it and the part where Jesus came to them in the fourth hour, the early part of the morning, because if you really look at the early part of the morning, it's between 3 and 6 o'clock. And that's the time that people begin to get restless. That's the time when people get to be tired because they got to get up and get ready for work. So they was tired and they was resting because everything they've been doing before they led up to, the, to this, them being on the boat. And they was tired and, and when they saw Jesus, they was like, it's a ghost because he was a far off mm-hmm. And he looked like a ghost to them because they had took their focus off of him because so many times that we're doing stuff and we get to a point, like Pastor Leander was saying, that we get to a point point until we can do it by ourselves. So we begin to say, we forget about Jesus. And we take our focus off of him and say, He got me this far. So he gonna, he don't want he got me this far and gave me all these nuggets. So I could do it on my own. So they lost focus of him and they lost who he was. And he even told them he, who he was. And then when they saw Peter said that. Lord, if there's really you, tell me to come to you. And when he got off that boat, he began to come to him. And then when the wind started blowing and everything was done, he put his focus on the wind, and he lost eyesight of the pastor that told him to come, and he had him. And that's the same thing he brought to my memory. Sometimes we go through so many things, and we have to go through circles because we took our focus when he said, this is what I want you to do. Uh, this is who I want you to go talk to. And we start hearing other voices in our ears and say, oh, this is, this is God. But in other words, it, it was a, the, the enemy put something in our ear to get us out focused and distracted and chaos. And we start focusing on the chaos and the distraction and not looking towards Jesus. And then when finally when he began to see, he called out to, to Jesus, help me. I need your help. And then we get so overwhelmed and that's what we also do just like Peter because guess what? I see myself as Peter because guess what? It's so many times that I got out of focus with Jesus. I got distraction. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to live in my chaos. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that because guess what? I knew I wasn't making that much money on my job. So I wanted to go get some extra cash for the summer. And I was just playing no disobedience for a while. So that means I took my focus off of Jesus and was putting in my own soul salvation and my own finance that I could do this and I could do that But the money still wouldn't hurt me because I still needed a little bit more money if I we got another job, so when I begin to put my focus and say Jesus I need your help I give you everything I give you all my being so whatever you want me to do I would do whatever you want me to go I would go I just need you to help, keep on holding on tight to me and don't let me go like people was asking me to need that help and then when he came and they got on the boat, and it, it I started thinking at the end when it, it, they began to worship him and then they mm-hmm. acknowledged that, oh, you really are the son of God. But guess what? We took our focus and we took Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God out the Trinity and start saying, some people start saying they... A person by themselves, but no, they actually they entwined with one another, and then when we put all of them back into the Trinity together, watch to see what happened, watch to see what we could do for the word, watch to see what prayer could do. Because guess what? Some of us through our praying, because in a we right out somebody probably should have been praying for them while they were on the boat, while Jesus was going to get before his father, our father, mm-hmm. and they kept them resting, and then they kept their soul tired out. So, guess what? I got to say. When my sister and brothers are weary and they tired, tired, I'm doing my hour watch. If that's my hour between 3 to 6 to pray for my sister and brother to come out there what they need. Or if that's somebody else, the reason why I can't get out of my bed because I'm so tired and I don't want to go to work. So if somebody really praying for me, are oh, we just standing back and want to pray on somebody else's hour because, oh, that's my friend. She said, hers is... From nine to twelve, do nine to do nine to twelve. I'm gonna get so frustrated that I can't even pray right. So we need to get back to what our focus and put it back what God is calling us to do. And like fear, Yeah, there's fear. But guess what? Back in Psalms thirty-four and four, it says like, the Lord heard me. He He heard me and He stopped me and He delivered me for all my fear. So guess what? Why Why are we in fear? He said He hears. And he delivered us, That's right. and he don't want us to fear because
0: he's gonna get us peace in the middle of our, our no. storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me give you a little background of what the disciples were doing. So, so before the storm came, before they got into the boat, before Jesus told them to get into the boat to go to the other side, they they just got done with the sermon on the mountain, where, and in this time, this is the. Where many preachers tell you the way Jesus fed the uh, five thousand with five two fish and five loaves of bread, right, and then before that, before this event happened, that's where John the Baptist was beheaded so so the disciples are getting into the boat they're they're going through this storm, and they they have on their mind that okay, man, John the Baptist was just beheaded because speaking about the, the Messiah the the savior that was coming and, and we read Jesus and we believe we have an inkling that he's the Messiah so they're going through something in their mind saying is this truly what I want to do is is this truly who we should be following and they they go on and then the, the, the storm starts and then they, they see this, this figure in the, in the storm and they, they say it's a ghost and then the, their fear is heightened on, their, on the fear of dying for who they're following. And, and Peter, surrounded by the doubts, surrounded by the fear of those who's close with him, you see, oftentimes we believe that because of, our, because of what our friends believe, we should believe too. Because of what, what's around us, we should be as well. Because of my family was on welfare, I should be on welfare. Because of my, my, my family had babies out of wedlock, I'm going to have babies out of wedlock. Because of what I've been uh, uh, attached to, because of what's around me, I should be as well, but Jesus said if you truly are God if you truly are who you say you are Command me to come out of what's around me Command me to come out And the thing is he came out he started following But here's the thing the disciples were still in the boat, and I picture in my mind as they're still in the boat that they're, they're they're still frightened. They're still afraid of what's going on, and so I'm I'm picturing in my head like so. So he got his friends like Mark. James with them, right? And they're in the boat. They, they they're saying, they're telling Peter, "You better get back in the boat. That the the the, the way the waves are too much. That that storm is going to take overtake you." So so here is Peter walking on water, responding to the command of Jesus in a storm with his friends talking about what's going on. Yeah. That, that 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 that's us. We we are all we are oftentimes going. We are doing what God asks us to do, and we hear people telling us that that looks crazy. That that God isn't God. If God was truly real, why don't I see Him? If, if Jesus really raised from the dead, where's the body? Where's the cross? Mm-hmm. But but what God is saying to us tonight. Respond when we respond to what he has for us. When we become believers of the the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We we may look crazy at times. It may look like we shouldn't be doing what he asks us to do. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that God can command the way, that God can change things that God is our time that God is outside of time and space that God is always on time even though it may not look like it natural but God is always on time yeah. so as I said this is a special, addition. So if we have any questions, you can go ahead and ask your questions. If there are the questions, there are questions about the text. Anybody? So, Ms. Gail, what made you want
1: to write a book? Well, it started with um me coming to visit this church and Pastor Nam told me that I had a book in me and he said that I needed to write it. And at first I was like, oh nothing, But (laughs) but he was determined. He was like, yeah, you you have you need to get it out. And then I, I used to love to write anyway, but as I started to pick up my pen and started to write just little things. It wasn't, to me, it was just like a like healing process for myself, something for me to motivate and uplift myself. But when when my mom passed away, um, I was going through some stuff and I found this church through my sister. And I was blessed when I came here because it was like when you walked through the door you could feel the love and you were embraced and you were welcome. and I felt like this is what I needed. And I started being with the kids and um, doing the Sunday school and you were doing the Wednesday night Bible service with them and stuff and just little stuff that I would do with them. I would write it down and I would start keeping little papers and stuff, and so when he was telling me about writing the book, I was gathering up all my little stuff that I was writing, and I was bringing it to him. And so I was like, okay, so you want me to write a book? (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) And so he told me, well, you just keep writing, and every time he said keep writing, I would pray to God, and I was like, well, Lord, I said, you know what I'm going through right now? I'm fighting a whole lot of emotions. Um... Being hurt, having to move back to Beaumont, I lost the job that I loved doing because working in healthcare, I was able to pray with the patients, get the room ready and pray before they would get to the room and just ask God to meet them there and whatever it was, but that was my baby, you know, and so when it was taken from me, it was like, oh, Lord, what do I do now? You know, and I had been doing it for 18 years. So I was blessed, but God I really had plans that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So I was able to come back here and help my sisters with my mom until my mom passed away. And finding Church of Promise Global Ministry was a healing map for me because I was led here. Mm. And I
0: was finding solace and peace here. And with that came the writing. Mm-hmm. That there was a the book. Amen. Amen. So so let me let me add to that real fast. So so when when I told her that she had a book, you see, I, I really So when 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 God tells me some things, I hold back from telling people. I hold back from saying stuff. And God's been work, God was working on me to to start using my voice. And so I'm like, okay, I do it. All right, God, cool. I'll be obedient. I'll tell her. And boom. So and when I told her, she said, okay. And then she started sending me things she wrote. So I'm like, okay, cool. So um, I started to look up publishing companies and uh, people who publish books. I found, I found a whole bunch of companies, a whole bunch of people, and then I found <laughs> this, oh, this class where you can become a publishing house. I'm like, eh, that's nice. That's nice because and then I seen the price for the class I'm like that's really nice that's not for me because it was like over thousands of dollars I'm like, yeah God that's nice one day one day understand yes so uh, and so I'm like okay, I'm still looking for like publishers and so we can get it going And then it comes during the summertime I get this email and it says we have a discount to become a publishing house. I'm like, huh, how much? So I was thinking it was gonna be like half off, right? I'm like, okay, I'll look into it. I'll look into it and see how much it is. And when I opened it up, went to the website, it said for six weeks, it was $167. I'm like, okay. So I signed up, I went through it and I got all the information,s all everything I needed to do, and the certificate will be coming in later next year. Mm-hmm. All right, and so now I started working on her book, and I'm like, sorry, working on her book from the publishing side of things, and I, I started seeing what God is bringing me. The more God has for me and so as I started saying this, God gave me the name of the company because I thought it was just going to be the regular name of like my business but God says new name and he says more than enough because what he's saying is I am more than enough if I've given you the vision, if I have given you the plans, I am more than enough no't matter what you see, no matter what other people say, I am more than enough. So, So, and I got one more, I got a question for you. What is the most surprising thing you've learned while writing your book? Both y'all can answer this. What for me was more surprising is like
1: once God started giving me words, because mm-hmm. he had been giving me words, and it was like, "Oh wow, okay, I'm still right. <laughs> um, I'm still writing. Because I thought it was gonna be like, "Okay, so now you want to write a book, but what will you have to say?" Mm. Um, and I'm like, "Okay, Lord, mm, I need your help." So. I need you to get in the midst of this with me and help me embrace this. And I was like, oh wow. I said, okay. I don't know what else I'm going to write. I don't know what to say. I'm confusing myself because it's like I had to calm down (laughs) and breathe. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I say, I need you to remove the static that's in my ears, open my eyes to see what you have for me to do. And Let my heart be pure enough to embrace what you're pouring into me that it would be able to go onto paper and be words of encouragement for whatever somebody's going through. And once I prayed that prayer, just more stuff started coming. So I was like, okay, Lord, thank you. And I'm still telling him thank you because since I've been doing this, I'm still writing and he's Mm -hmm. giving me more stuff to write. So, I'm taking it one day at a time, but I'm letting him lead me Mm -hmm. to where he wants me to be, from there, I'm not trying to run ahead and do stuff at a standstill and letting him continue to lead me and carry me to wherever he wants me to be on my journey with what's the title of your book and what is it about ok the title of my book is spoken words A amassing God's gift so it's different prayers that he has given to me um some of it is just being obedient saying like I will come to you I will surrender to you um the mask that we wear Know to remove the, the mask and be available and reveal yourself, your truth.
0: Yeah.
1: so it's just different pieces of prayers and stuff that he gave me that led up
0: to a So, so the book, right? It was it, was, it started off at for seven days, right? The devotion for seven days. And then it went to 21. And now it's 40 days. And I I didn't understand why 40 days, but God says 40 days because 40 days symbolizes that God is getting ready to bring you through something. He's getting ready to set you up for what he's he's called you for. So, So as you go through this book, I encourage you not just to read it, but to to actually go through the book and listen to what God is truly telling you, because after you after you go through the book and experience the book, God is, God will be setting you up for what He's called you for. All right. so I have a I have something to let y'all know every first second and third Friday there is this thing called an author mixer so if you want if you're an author want to be an author, just want to fellowship with other authors, you can be a part of this. So I'm going to let the visionary of this tell you more about it.
1: Okay, when God first told me about it,
0: bring your mic closer. You can take it off.
1: When God first told me about it, I was in my 30s. And I didn't know what he meant because he he said I had a book, but I never wanted to do it, and I had it deep down in my heart. And I said, "I'm mixer, Arthur mixer," because first I said I'm not Arthur, so I'm gonna have Arthur an mixer. And <laughs> he tells saying, "You have a book, you just gotta get it out." But I was afraid to get it out. And and then when I got to the mix, because it was supposed to be for single parents, but then after I finished writing, he said, "No, it's for." Everybody, even the children. And because one of the children at the school I went to, she done graduated, and I used to let her read it in Isaac. And one of the girls said she felt so sorry because she read the same one that you read. And she said, Oh, I got to get it together. I said, Thank you. And so as I began to think about it, and it came into reality, one Mother's Day, God led me to Church of Promise. And my Mother's Day a few years ago in 16. No, 17. Yeah. And God led me. And Pastor Neil probably don't remember because she was, it was a confirmation. She was praying over me that, that Mother's Day. And she said, You had a you have a book inside of you and you have to get it out. And I was like, Yes, I do, but I don't know if I'm going to get it out. <laughs> and So, but then it had to come out because I didn't have no way to have it come I wouldn't think about it then when I lost everything in 2017. And like I was saying, they didn't took me out of Beaumont and brought me to Conatius and set me down in that little trailer. And I couldn't have no to go at night. And that's why I said my best time is at 9 o'clock because that's when he really set me down to write and I started saying it's 15 minutes but from 9 o'clock sometimes to 12 o'clock and I had to get up and go to work waiting in London and then when I did the book and I went to the lady that the publisher that did my book and it came out and I was happy and then next I just set it down and most authors just set it down and we began to ask God for an increase in our finances and then he said, I gave you an increase. You're not doing nothing with it. And I said, what it is? He said, "That book. So yeah. then he said, okay, it's time for the other network. And that's what I told him when I first started. I said, God said that we set things down, and he gave us an increase. And we still holler for finance, and we're not working what he gave us. Mm-hmm. Because he said, that is your, is your overflow. Your book is going to be your yeah. overflow. And when he decided to do the mixer, I said, okay, and everybody says the unusual mixer. I already knew it was going to be unusual because he (laughs) told me, but I didn't know it was going to be that unusual. Because normally when you go to a mixer, you're just mixing, you're just talking, you're just talking about your book and things, you have people come in. But this and here, even myself get delivered from some (laughs) art. I I get delivered. I get delivered. God be speaking to me through the other artists, authors, and and, and I, I'll be honest, and I have to repent. I shut it down for two months, the momentum left. And this is what He told me I'll let you play with it for those two months, <laughs> but you can't do it no more. So now I can't. I gotta go through a pledge with it. And I just thank God for bringing it because I'm meeting. New people, and I mean, some of them turn into destiny friendships, and that's what I, I need. I need destiny friendships in my life where they could, we could help each other grow, and they could say, Okay, you're doing this, and you're not going to be doing this, or I'm going to be that helper one of them. And I, when he told me that I got it, but I really, really didn't get it because I've got dying, and I could have started back and I told him, but I still didn't get it. And then he told this young lady named Janet Herring, and she told me that yes, y'all play with it, but you can't do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> so she got it. I just told her that was just a confirmation because he told me yes. So it just, and this, and this has helped me to be obedient towards him and helped me to keep focused and helped me know how to be seated Because I need to be still sometimes, because I always tell them through the vision that I need to be. Feel like a tree planted by the river of water, and now I know why I can't let it go. Because when I'm born there, I'm still. I'm not moving, and I don't. I just, I actually sit. I might move when I'm talking and moving in. but I'm actually still. Really, I'm actually still because to me, I'm not with all over. And I thank God, and He got something bigger that's coming up soon, and it's gonna take place. And then we're going want partners to come from all over. And for some of me, some people did never had them. he showed me that some people never had a book signing and they're gonna be their first book sign. And some people never had a luncheon. They're gonna be their first luncheon. If they just set their books down and they never picked it back up. And I just thank God for giving me this and I just thank God for the people that he put in my life to help me with it. Because I see myself growing from it. I see myself maturing and heal more. I see me just staying focused a lot like more than I know, and I don't look and say I'm ADHD like they say. I'm, I just say no. He just said I gotta move a little bit, and God is okay with that. And that helped me grow because I was focused on the ADHD, mm-hmm. and I wasn't focused on the vision that God had for me. And then when I put that down, that's when I could see the vision, could, the plan, and everything that God had. Have
0: you wonder amen 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 so um, so if you're thinking about writing a book do it do it <laughs> and like i said if you're looking for a publisher i am available I can help you walk you through it. And we can get what God wants you to say and put it on paper. How I go from God's mouth to your ears, to your pen, to your paper? I
1: do have something to say because a lot of people say, well, I'm not an author. And he did say, if you're not an author, come out. Because if you're not an author, It helps you Mm -hmm. because you listen to people and you listen to see what their book is about. And if you think about becoming an author, we're there to help motivate you to do what you have to do to get it out. We're there to encourage one another. And I have to tell you, I said a couple months ago that the youth book writing workshop is getting ready to hit, it's getting ready to hit in January. So if you have a child that is thinking about writing a book, I just love to write, get them to come out when y'all see the fly, Even if you are a author, an author or artist, you still could come out and meet us on the first, second, and third Friday at Fortino at 5560 Freeway in Walmart, Texas, by Ben Bye, bye. bye. FedEx and Party City and FUD. You know, so just be looking out, with your children involved. Because guess what? This generation here, a lot of them don't want to work. They don't want to work for the mind. And by talking to them, they actually going to be pushing for the So you got the help to help push
0: your children. And one more thing. The book Spoken Words Unmasking God's Gift by Gail Howard will be out December 21st on all digital platforms Amazon, Kindle, Google Books and next year will be in your local bookstore so be on the lookout and yeah. Amen. Do we have any more questions?
1: I wrote this, um, it's like a tribute to my dad because today is actually his birthday he would have been 88 The I called father home. And so, I wrote this and it's called On This Special Day. On This Special Day, November 21st, 2023, I would like to share a special word to my dad, Billy Muncy, who has been 88 today. I thank you for being a great dad to me, us being loving and supported. And if you were still here with us, I know you would say, stay on course and do good. So I know with my journey comes a place of healing and being able to move forward. Through my prayers and conversation with God, this amazing book was called Spoken Word, by Master God's Spirit. This book is even more special to me because I'm blessed to launch it on the will of me, my father's Air birthday. So I thank everyone to be able to share and celebrate this special day with me. And not only celebrate this special day with me, but for us to embrace the love that we have because we all need that special shelter. See, with this authentic mixture, we have a sisterhood. And it was all great father. A vision of God gave us It's where we can embrace and beat up one another and grow more with our walk and with our words. And as we grow with our walk and our words, God gives us more and more to pour into to people. To so not just keep it to ourselves, but to spread it, we're able to draw me, and let them know that there is somebody who sits up and looks down and we are all his children, we are just big international melting pot of love we are all different shades but we all have one heart and we all believe the same love and it's all through Jesus Christ his son that hung on the cross to us and gave his life So with that being said, come out, join us, because you will have a story to take you from what you need. You will be touched somewhere in your heart where you have closed the door. He will open it, and once that door is open, you're gonna be able to share what you've been holding on to, and you will be able to release it into a world
0: so take it to have hope, and believe, and the will fall in place, amen, amen, hey, amen, that is our episode, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and coming out to support, amen, I want to thank everyone for just being a part of this amazing episode,